0: Good evening, everyone. I'll call, call the um, November twenty-eighth regular town council meeting to order at five p.m.
1: And we have the agenda in front of us. Are there any changes to the agenda? Um, yes, there is, your worship. Uh, echo sounds regrets and asked to um, reschedule at another time.
0: Would uh, someone care to move the uh, acceptance of the agenda as amended? Mr. Good, thank you. All those in favor? Great. Okay. Public hearings. We appear to have none. Oops, after about the minutes, didn't I? Minutes of November 24th. You have had a chance to review them. Are there any uh, edits that somebody thinks should be forthcoming? would someone care to uh, move the adoption of the November 14th regular council meeting minutes? thank you Mr. Carr, all those in favor? it is carried okay no public hearings, no presentation, bylaws none, unfinished business none and now we're landing at the capital budget with Mr.
2: Bunkford and I'm sure this is going to be enlightening
3: Madam Mayor. Uh, This evening I'll be presenting the 2023 draft capital budget. Uh, This is Council's first look at the town's proposed budget for 2023, but it's not the first time that Council has probably seen most of the projects um, as they've been presented previously as part of the five year capital plan. So, the contents of this presentation. I'll begin by briefly refreshing Council as to what the town's historical spend on capital expenditures has been relative to its amortization expense, review the reserves and third party funding, and then I'll go through the departmental listing of projects by description and funding source. I'll conclude with some closing remarks and at that point open it up for Council's questions. A couple of preliminary comments just before I jump into it. Um, We're not requesting that Council approve this budget tonight in its current current form. Our intention is to get this information um, in front of you so you consider it over the coming weeks. So the next three uh, slides are excerpts taken over the Town's financial um, audited financial statements. so on this slide, I've presented six years of capital spend and uh, amortization expense to provide just a bit of historical context. Um, acquisition, of new counsel, or, sorry, acquisition of new capital on this slide is all the, all the spend during the year on capital additions, and amortization expense is the reduction in book value of the asset over the assets useful for life. So that's a charge that's recorded on the financial statements as part of the audit. So generally speaking, the town is uh, around $8 million in spend and around $7 million in amortization expense each year. Um, you can see from 2017 to 2019, there was uh, some significant capital expenditures like the, the rec center, <laughs> and those were primarily financed through debt.
1: Um,
3: <clears throat> all things being equal, you'd expect your capital spend to be greater than your amortization expense. Because amortization expense is based on historical dollars whereas your current spend is today's dollars and generally speaking we have a modest amount of inflation <coughs> so you're always going to be spending a little bit more uh, can I just interrupt
0: is everybody getting what we're talking about or could I ask a question a little bit um, well, hey, so let's for instance take the, uh, the Baytex and uh, it cost um, well, let's go to 2019, whether that's a latex or not. 15 million is what we spent on New Capital M, and the 7 million, so in simple terms, yep. where does the 7 million appear, and what does it really mean?
3: So $7 million in, in this case, 2019, 7.2 million, um, that is the accumulation of all of the town's assets, and depends on the class of the assets. So I'll give you an example it would be a building. A building might be amortized over 50 years. So if that building had $100,000 as a cost, rather than expensing it all when you purchase it, you would spread that cost out over 50 years. So you'd record $2,000 a year of amortization expense. So the $7.2 million is the accumulation of all of those those costs. Um, When you've got an expenditure and the useful life is going to be more than a year, um, public sector accounting standards require that we spread the expense of that to align with the time that the benefit is derived. So something like a computer, it might have a two-year useful life because the technol- technological advances is really quick, so you'd expense it quickly. A vehicle might have a 10-year, 15-year life, and so you'd spread it over that period of time. So um, does that answer your question, Madam Mayor?
0: I think so. So it's kind of a fake expense, um, in
3: a sense. It's a non-cash item, you, you incur the cash expenditure when you purchase it, um, but it is a real charge. It's the, it's the historical cost of replacing your capital.
0: So it has to do with building reserves and
3: stuff? It does have an impact on reserves, and I'll, I'll, I'll touch on that in the next slide. No, thank you. I just have a quick question, Certainly. Um, where does depreciation come in there, is that, is yeah. that never figured in? They're the, they're the same thing, amortization expense, depreciation expense, um, you can use those terms interchangeably. Okay, I just never heard of the amortization, so that's the same I'm, thing, then we're talking uh, understood. Yeah. <clears throat> so, on the town's reserves, so these are taken, this is a combination, um, we've got listing of all of the reserves in the first column. Um, The second column is our 2021 audited reserve balance. That is the closing of all of these reserves as at the end of the year. The third column is our budgeted additions and the fourth column is our budgeted draws. So these would have been as approved um, as part of the 2022 budget. And then the final column is our 2022 budgeted balance. So if 2022 went perfectly to budget, that would be where we would expect our reserves to land. Um, now council does have the ability to choose how they want to allocate those reserves. Um, so the distribution that I used is based on where those charges were allocated in the O&M budget. So as an example, um, the wastewater capital reserve, we had budgeted 914000 of transfers from operating to reserves as part of that fund, as part of that that reserve. Um, And unfortunately, due to my limited time with the town, um, at this point I'm not comfortable providing you with an estimate for where we're going to land by the end of 2022. We have performed our October variance analysis, and i I plan to bring that before council before the end of the year. But uh, until I have more confidence in the figures, I would always rather wait and give you accurate information than rush and give you inaccurate information. Um, So I'll highlight that at the end of 2021, uh, although the town is showing $9.7 million of restricted reserves, they also have an unrestricted deficit. So it says surplus, but it's a negative number there's an unrestricted deficit of seven point three million dollars so uh, this along with uh, just a review that I've done of the town's cash and deferred liability balances demonstrate that the town's reserves are largely unfunded and therefore we can't just spend all of these reserves uh, because we have that unrestricted deficit which needs to be addressed. Um, CAO Miller and myself have recommendations on how the town's reserve continuity schedule can be consolidated and, uh, and cleaned up, but we'll save that discussion for when we're a little closer to audit time. Um, but I just it's important that council understands these figures and the relationship, that even though we've, we're showing a restricted reserve, it is an unfunded reserve, because of the non-restricted deficit.
0: So if everything had gone lovely, lovely sort of thing, the uh, 9 million 6, 9.6 million would be sitting someplace?
3: Uh, uh, so again, different organizations treat reserves differently, um, but it's quite common that a reserve would be a funded balance. You would have a dedicated account separate from your operating account which would you you accumulate cash it could be an investment account as well Um, that's specific to that purpose third slide I'll discuss again excerpts from the town's audited financial statements Mm -hmm. relates to debt financing so when reviewing the capital program again the reason why I'm emphasizing reserves debt financing and third-party funding which is on the next slide this is how we go about paying for our capital plan so having the plan identifying how much it's going to cost to replace critical infrastructure is one thing but knowing how we're going to pay for it is another and that's why i'm going through this level of detail with council in this slide i've highlighted the long-term debt and net financial assets of the town to clarify what those terms mean Long-term debt is debt which matures over more than one fiscal year. And net financial assets is your total financial assets less your total financial liabilities. So with the town's financial statements, we have financial assets, cash, accounts receivable, etc. And we have financial liabilities such as deferred liabilities, long-term debt, etc. So in, as you can see on, on this slide, the town's net financial assets hovered around the $3 million mark between 2012 and 2017. It bounced around a little bit, but generally it was around that level. And then starting in 2018, um, and that was when Baytex basically began to get funded. Um, the town began to increase its debt level significantly. As you can see, the debt went from 10.8 million in 2017 up to 21.6, decreased a little bit in 2019, and then it's continued to increase into 2020 and 2021. Um, In 2021, the long-term debt of $25.3 million represents 67% utilization Of the town's long-term debt limit. So Section 276.2 of the Municipal Government Act um, sets how much we're able to borrow. And as at the end of last year, we're at 67% of that cap. I just want to be clear on one thing. Um, My drawing attention to the town's debt situation is in no way a criticism of current or past council decisions. Um, in hindsight, the decision to debt finance several of the town's major capital projects, um, which were completed in the, the past five years, was, was wise, um, as it's likely that the town would not be able to afford that same infrastructure in today's just the dollar cost and the, the inflation and interest rate increases that have gone through. Um, The average interest rate on the town's outstanding outstanding, outstanding debt is 3.03%, which is significantly lower than what we'd be able to borrow out in today's dollars. Uh, So what I'm trying to emphasize through these slides is that the town cannot continue to use debt to finance major capital projects at the pace in which it's been doing so. Uh, Revenues need to rise, expenses need to be managed. And capital projects need to be prioritized so the last element and this is a critical part of understanding the choices of why some projects are uh, superior to others is third-party funding um, so there's numerous uh, numerous pots of money that the town is able to to go after, and, and some of them are more secure than others. So, municipal sus, uh, sustainability initiative that is provincial funding, um, small Canada Community Building Fund. So that's formally gas tax. Um, those are both generally uh, pretty secure numbers in our budget. We know um, ahead of time what we're going to be receiving for those for those funds. Um, some of these other programs are things that we we've applied on, we've been successful for, um, but they're they're usually tied to specific projects. And so a decision to defer, uh, as an example, um, one of the projects that we have ninety percent of the funding is from a third party, ten um, percent is from reserves. So mm-hmm. the decision to defer that, again, we're getting ninety cents on the dollar. It's it's a it's a better project than something where it's a hundred percent paid for. By reserves just in terms of you know bang for your buck. So, moving on to the next element of the presentation, um, I mentioned the majority of the capital items proposed originated from the town's five year plan, so you've seen most of these before. Administration has gone through and ranked these, these projects, there's high, medium, and low. The ranking is primarily based on uh, the risk to the organization, so there's there's some some infrastructure spend which if we don't do, it can, it can expose the town to, to liability. Uh, there's also service level risk, so decisions if we choose not to do something in terms of capital spend whereby we may not be able to offer a service which we previously offered. So we'll get into the first uh, First grouping of projects here. So we've grouped them by: we've got engineering, we've got protective services, uh, we've got administration, um, and water, wastewater, and community services. Those are the different groupings that we have. So, um, you know, on this on this slide, we've listed off our all of the different descriptors, the priority, and uh, the project names. Um, I'll, I'll leave it up to you madam mayor how you'd like me to proceed you want me to go through each one of these projects um, I'll be fine with just the information that's available I'm, I'm, I'm sure council's reviewed this package and so they may have specific questions which if I'm not able to address I can I can refer to the, the directors yeah I think the
0: the one that um, well two questions I, I would foresee um, basically if council doesn't see something on this list that they think should be there how that would be handled and secondly um, how the decision would be made to well if you can only do five of them instead of all of them when does that happen so that'll be later in our December discussions or
3: yeah so there, there's absolutely going to be opportunity for both of that if there's specific things that council wants to see on this plan that they don't um, then they can be raised and we can we can undertake to to investigate what the cost of that would be, whether it's feasible and bring that information back to Council. And really, this is the best time to bring forth or
0: put that out there?
3: You know, I believe the best time is as part of the five-year plan, Mm -hmm. because the five-year plan with capital, it's always multi-year, and so that's really the best opportunity to identify. Are we Um, getting
0: into the five-year plan?
3: Not as part of this presentation. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, but, I'll, but, I'll just, you, but, but this is the yeah, time if, if yeah. you're specific asked, is the time yeah. to get it on
0: yeah I guess I'd rather people ask uh, up front rather than thinking oh gee I should ask that back then so, <clears throat> so is there anything on this list that councillors uh, have questions about uh, yes
4: why are we uh, paying for that engineering for Patch Creek if the dam isn't even going to
3: be located in the town of Peace River why are we contributing to that so um, this is one of the projects that I mentioned earlier where 90% of the funding is through a provincial grant. Um, but perhaps I'll, I'll put it to the uh, Director of Engineering for, to elaborate on the specifics of your question. Mm-hmm.
5: Works a little better. So, uh, this project is an extension of the Pats Creek project that uh, we started on back in 2016, where we did improvements to the Pats Creek Viaduct. And then we uh, had some money left over from that grant funding, which we took that grant funding and used it for the Pats Creek uh, mitigation study, and that are presented to Council last year. And out of that study were some recommended options. And one of the options was a flood control dam. Uh, and there were a couple of options that we looked at uh, as part of that. And uh, the one that uh, had probably the best benefit to it was uh, a flood control dam. That was uh, further up in, on Pats Creek. It is in Northern Sunrise County, but it's also located on Crownland. Uh, so uh, we looked at uh, that we had some money left over and we talked to the province about that and that was one that they allowed us to look at uh, using that additional monies to get a shovel ready project uh, ready to do that uh, flood control dam which at the next stage we'd have to look at getting some grant money for construction of that dam uh, so this is, as uh, Director Michael had presented, this is one of the ones that, you know, it's 90% province funded. The town is funding that 10%, but it's overall in the interests of uh, the town of Peace River to uh, do all we can to kind of support this project because we benefit uh, directly from that in preventing future flooding in the town.
0: And is this also one of the ones where if you don't have shovel ready and
5: there's a grant that, so sad you can't apply? That's right. It's one of those ones, and especially with the elections coming up and politicians drop money, you want to be in the right place at the right time.
4: Did they present to us that it would all be funded by a grant? And I
5: thought it was going to be a federal grant that they were going to build that. We went out. Well, we still have to apply for the grant, right? And depending upon what grant program we're going under, will determine how successful we are in doing that. But it'll uh, be one of those financial decisions that we'll bring back to council, you know, before we commit to that. Is, you know, the first of all is uh, getting this to a shovel ready stage, and the overall intent is to try to get the province to pay for all of it. That's our intent, but. Once again, once we have uh, what grant program it's going to fall under, that's, we'll bring that back to council at that point for for decision. Okay.
0: Um, any other questions? Uh, now's your time to ask about, about something.
6: Um, would our neighbours up the hill be supporting some of this funding as well? Being Like you look at all the... Uh, larger culverts and everything that's been put in up there where it gathers all that water and shoves it down uh, Pat's Creek, are they going to be involved in some of this third party funding to support this project as well?
5: I uh, will be approaching them on that and as part, now that we've got uh, this grant extension under Pat's Creek uh, identified that we can, uh, I'll probably be bringing a presentation back up in Northern Sunrise County on that as well and kind of gauging their interest in, in uh, providing funding for this, as well as commitment to you know uh, applying for uh, a provincial federal grant for the uh, the funding of the whole dam. This was already
0: presented uh, the initial part, and the study was presented to them with um, Peace River's thoughts that the dam was the best uh, way to go.
7: Uh, yes. I was just going to say, and I, I could be wrong, but my my memory of that meeting is that, how will I put this diplomatically. There didn't seem to be much interest on the part of anybody else outside of our border to put any money into this project, and I don't think I'm misunderstanding the situation. I think it was very clear the answer was not positive. Uh, so. I mean, that may change, that can be considered, but I was there and I think my memory is good enough that I I think I may be accurate on that one. Jim, would your recollection be similar to that? It it would be,
5: uh, Mm -hmm. Councillor Good. And as a matter of fact, I wouldn't even be proceeding to this next stage if it weren't for the grant funding available to secure the design and going forward with that piece. And then going back up the hill again and saying, okay, well, the town has gotten grant funding to get this done. Where are you at now? And it's one
0: of those things where you kind of (coughs) evaluate some of the risk, and it's the risk at the bottom level that is our concern. So, any further questions though? Uh, Okay, Councillor Boycek, and then uh, CAO has a comment maybe.
4: Uh, I've got two questions. Um, how accurate are these predictions and um, we're looking at spending 400 some grand to keep that 12 foot Davis bridge open for five more years and then we're tearing it down.
5: Is that how I'm reading that? Uh, You are correct in that. Uh, So uh, that's one of the projects that you know we're looking at fairly closely as to whether uh, we put uh, that maintenance effort into that or Know, take that same amount of monies and put that for a future replacement but the, the decision of our council is you know uh, just the uh, if we do that 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 bridge for the next year or two will be restricted to pedestrian access only. and then that, and as we get uh, closer to that date we'll make another evaluation whether we just need to close it entirely So the numbers have been based on uh, what we've been presented by our bridge engineers uh, and their estimates for uh, that project completion. So this number is to
0: make the bridge, um, uh, I don't know, good enough that you can take a pickup across? Is that what that dollar is? That would be correct.
5: And to get between another 5 to 10 years out of that bridge. And outside, we would definitely be looking at a replacement and probably re- replace that with uh, kind of a modular bridge system. Okay, um, CAO had a comment and then W. Mayor Ford.
1: Thank you, Richard. I just um, wanted to caution about the grant funding and um, it would be the first time I ever heard of anything being 100% grant funded. There's typically some form of municipal contribution. Also, on this estimate right now, I think, um, back to Pat's Creek, I think we have a large number in there, but I believe the engineering cost was roughly around 100000 am I correct? No, the engineering cost for the first stage was 600000 So then we have to put a 10% in, so it would be 60000 okay. okay. So the cost share on this is ninety ten for this particular grant, so anything we fund um, expense at this moment is a 10% cost to us. Just
6: to put that clarity out there. Mayor. Yep. So just a comment, further comment on uh, Councilor Wojcik's remarks. So the the repair or the amount of money for the repairs to the 12 foot Davis Bridge, when you when uh, Mayor Manzers talked about getting it back up to so you could take a pickup across. So wasn't that bridge originally? rated for 12 ton, so would that repair cost bring it back up to that 12 ton or just pick up?
5: I would have to clarify that with our bridge engineers up to what point, I'd say probably safely five tons. But I'd have to go back to them and see with the repairs what the actual tonnage, tonnage uh, rating would be. But right now from, this, from what I know, it would be more like
0: five tons so there is an element to that about what you want in your community and how that uh, particular park um, could be used So balance out with some of the risk of walking across the bridge I guess instead of being able to take a whole bunch of sound equipment across it or something like that or porta potties or something <laughs> whatever. any further questions though on this list or anything you want clarified because really my impression is now is a good time to, to ask. I like the neighborhood improvement uh, still being in there, um, that initial concept for that was that every year it would be one mill, which I see is estimated at 680000 and then the other um, $1 from the mill, $2 from others, although in years past we haven't all, always managed the $2 from the other uh, types of grounds on it. But it's one way of making sure that we're spending on uh, maintaining and uh, modernizing some of our infrastructure each year. It kind of forces the point. Um, any questions on, I don't know, uh, climate adapt- change adaptation plan? It says it's, it's basically all coming from our provincial grounds if it happens. Yeah, yeah. There is a pavement overlay, which I would understand to be the same idea as this year. Sort of the worst pavement someplace in town. Get some help?
5: Uh, yeah, Madam Mayor, so, next year, our intent is to do as much of 91st Avenue down the lower west piece and uh, do that uh, stretch. And the sidewalk repairs, where would they be happening? so uh, some of the sidewalk repairs would also be on 91st avenue and then uh, also some panel replacements around town for some uh, sections of sidewalk that are Mm -hmm. in need of that the main
0: street concrete repair project that would be tax
5: funded then yes and that would would be to take out all the brick and just put in concrete back in place does that really do all the brick? Uh, or I think that would that would get to most of the brick on Main Street. Okay, and heavy equipment 2023? So that we're looking at a potable water truck. So the town is down to one potable water truck now and as those become harder to secure for uh, rated potable water trucks because they have to be certified. Uh, and a lot of the water trucks around this area uh, from contractors are not certified, so it kind of ups the. Uh,
0: so we we risk. have one already, and we're needing a second one. That's correct. Okay.
6: somewhere that other one was one was retired last
0: year. Okay, and the Upper West Peace sidewalk project.
5: Upper West Peace. So that one is uh, carry forward, uh, so this year we're doing the engineering design for that and it uh, for the new uh, trail that uh, AT put back in up on uh, at the bottom of 99th Avenue, just down at the very bottom of the Via townhouses, that trail that was replaced when they did that pile wall, stops at uh, Old Highway 2, so this project is kind of putting in a crosswalk and. Uh, pedestrian traffic lights at that point, and then tying, uh, providing trail to tie back into to the trail that's behind this ring up by the Red Swan.
0: So where would the traffic lights be, or the pedestrian lights? The pedestrian
5: lights would be on old Highway 2. Okay. Uh, so as... As uh, it at
0: the top of the hill, or...? Okay. Okay, gotcha.
5: So where the trail goes through
0: the trees, that highway portion up top there? Yeah. Okay. So... Counselors,
8: do you have questions? Please ask. Looks like we're okay. I have kind of a, I don't know if it's an odd question or not. Why, and I realize, realize it's legislated that we have to do the capital budget by a certain date, is that correct? That's correct. Okay, so how do you commit money to your capital budget if you don't know what your operating budget is? because what if your operating exceeds what you budgeted for your capital budget. It would seem to me that it should be the other way around and that's where I don't know if it's a question or not. So no, that's a, that's a fair question. Um,
3: so it's a bit of a chicken or an egg thing, you know, do you, do you plan your when you're looking at a municipality, you know, if we're thinking we're approving a, a one-year budget but we're planning multiple years out in the future with capital. Um, normally. You have reserves and you're funding your capital plan from your reserves and your own and budget will contribute a certain amount into those reserves each year um, so the
8: but, but with no reserves which we essentially have no reserves is that correct there, there's still a reserve balance it's just
3: I, I would caution that given the unrestricted surplus that reserve balance um, it's they're not funded reserves whatsoever. So yeah it's it's a it's a good question and uh, we want to get this information in front of council so you can start to to think about it and we can prioritize but uh, there's as we get to the O&M discussion there's there's definitely uh,
8: decisions to be made okay my next question my next question to that then would be would we not be wise to this is just a suggestion, cut as many capital projects, or not cut, but defer as many capital projects as we can until we have our operating budget in place and then cherry-pick the capital projects that we can afford after that. Um, The the majority of your operating budget is, is,
3: um, without adjusting service level, the majority of your operating budget is fixed; it's predetermined. So there's some items in your operating budget where we have some discretion. You know, do we do we choose to repair a certain element of a building, that sort of thing? Um, but the vast majority of your costs, we have little or no control over. So um, I would agree with you. In order to, to fully comprehend this, we'll need to go through the O and M side as well. And. We're, we're getting much closer on that, um, but I just, I, again, I, I would rather present you with accurate, supported figures than, if, 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 we, if we put in figures that we can't support that's adding risk to a budget, and it's at a time where I don't think the town can take on that level of risk. So I want to present information to you that I'm confident in, and um, we're not quite there with you on the budget. We're getting close. But certainly this capital plan as presented would put a significant strain on the O&M budget if we were to fund it fully out of basically contributing to reserves to spend on capital. It would be a significant cost. So council can look at the list, council can prioritize and determine which projects, as we get through the O&M, where the priorities stand. Okay, so that was the engineering sort of proposals. And further, <laughs> sure, we'll move on to uh, protective services. Um, so there's five projects on the protective services capital plan. Um, so just in order here, uh, the first one's replacement of uh, the burn chamber for phase one training simulator. Um, the second is a heavy duty rescue truck. Um, the third is. New vehicle extraction tools. Um, the fourth is EMS skid for uh, unit for the RAV five, and uh, the fifth capital plan is um, life pack fifteen defibrillator. Uh, so the costs on that um, I have on the following slide. Um, obviously, the largest dollar item on this list is the the heavy duty rescue truck. Um, so in speaking with. Uh, with our fire chief, the proposal would be to obtain a new heavy-duty pickup with the custom box design, cabinets, et cetera, equipment, uh, which would allow them to um, effectively, because right now when when there's a call, they load up the engine, the engine's loaded up with all this equipment, Um, it would improve their their operational efficiency a great deal by having a a vehicle purposed for that. open it up for questions. Sure so
0: the uh, fire apparatus truck will be arriving in 2023 sometime right?
5: That's the new?
0: The new new big big, the ladder truck I guess I should call it. Okay so that is already uh, arriving in the protective services department in 2023 funded from sort of last year I guess. Okay, but does anybody have questions from this? I remember the burn chamber discussion, something about, I don't know, is it using propane or something instead of wood or whatever, I don't know, what is this? Replacement burn chamber thing. Yes?
6: I can speak to that a little bit. Uh, um, So as far as the burn chamber goes, if any of council has gone up and and seen the, uh, the live training seminars, uh, when they have the northern heat conference so it's the interior of the uh, of the one burn chamber would have to be uh, to be replaced so it's it's one of those items that if they didn't have they couldn't do the uh, the live training during northern heat just because of the safety aspect if you could would uh, would I be correct on on that Yeah. that's my understanding that the but, so
0: they already have something though this is replacement?
6: the one part of the chamber where the live fire is in would have to be replaced.
0: Okay, and I was just going to ask a side question. So, um, with the priority lists, so they're kind of self-contained within the departments? Or that's a, Okay, so a medium in protective services is medium protective services, but in the overall big picture, that's another... That's. Uh, Councilor Carr's kind of discussion too. Okay, thank you. Um, Any further on protective services? um, Reasons these things are needed or uh, any?
4: Any provincial grants
3: available for this kind of stuff? um, At this time there's nothing identified through the budget as it's all draws on service. like maybe Community Services is next. Thank you Madam Mayor. Um, <clears throat> so we have three projects uh, presented here um, within Community Services. Um, two of them relate to aquatics. So that is the hot tub replacement and the slide replacement. And the third item at the top of the list there is Ken Horland diamond for upgrade. Um, so there's descriptions provided. Um, dollar amounts are all drawn from reserves for the uh, diamond 4 upgrade we budget $80,000 the hot tub replacement is budgeted at 490000 and the water slide replacement at $260,000 so um,
0: with respect to the hot tub uh, replacement uh, there's been comments going around about uh, how the hot tub would be replaced When would that discussion happen, if people have questions about it?
2: It, Excuse me, Your Worship. In in regards to
0: how it would be replaced. There's been some suggestions by uh, uh, some uh, pool users who are training for various things.
9: in
2: terms of this upcoming shutdown. So this upcoming shutdown in January is the demolition of the existing structure, uh, which was approved in the capital budget of 2022. The reasoning we need to do it within this new year timeframe is we need to know what the condition is under that structure to be able to do the engineering design for the installation which is being planned for shutdown 2023 um, for this upcoming year budget. So to be able to do engineering design, get it tendered and a contractor in place prior to that September shutdown, we can't push that demolition project any further. The only other option we would have is to do demolition during shutdown 2023 and then installation of a new structure in shutdown 2024. So you're deferring it for three years without um, that structure in place. I think some of the comments that are going
0: around is um, could you not um, uh, hoard it off enough that uh, you could still use the other pool for a certain minimal number of hours per day so that people could still train.
2: And, and we've talked about that and we've actually discussed that conversation uh, with our health inspector and it gets very complicated. Um, we are going to be tarping to try to minimize the amount of dust that, and debris that will be floating around. Because um, we'll have to clean, like, if you've ever done drywall work in your house, this is very similar. Um, the dust is fine and it gets everywhere. Uh, contractors will be coming in through the south door. They, don't, they won't be going out the back doors through the mechanical room because they go down and up. It's not safe for them, so they're crossing the deck in two different locations. Um, it will get very complicated and not very efficient for anyone. Uh, Right now, the project is being tendered out within the tendering documents. We're actually uh, making notice to the potential bidders. They would have an option of 24-hour access to the facility, which will hopefully shorten up um, construction time if they're able to do the work within a very broad amount of time frame, within a day or a week or two weeks, however long it might take them and ideally then we could open up sooner. To shorten that and have to clean every single time to allow access to any group regardless of the request because we have multiple um, other groups that would also like access and I'm not sure who we would define gets access and doesn't and public access. Um, This potentially 24 hour access could help speed the project along so that we can get sort of in and out as it were as quickly as possible otherwise it would really lengthen out that construction
0: period so it's anticipated it would be a month and at the utmost okay and is there any way in that contract you can basically force them seven seven days a week and
2: we okay. we it's not a forcing it's okay. you're asking a tendering we're permitting
0: Yes. So if they could get it done in three weeks,
2: is that to anybody's
0: advantage? Uh, it, it would be an advantage, system. yes.
2: In the We're asking in the bidding process and they'll receive sort of uh, higher marks. That's a higher point. marks for
8: schedule.
2: Yeah, for their schedule. Okay.
0: So it would be weighted a little higher. And within that, say, month, three weeks, whatever
2: it is, that includes the cleaning aspect So our staff would be doing that after it's all done um, and we'd be spending whatever time it takes to get the facility up and operational again for the general access. We will be offering courses and some training outside of the pool deck area for um, other users. Uh, We have staff that are going to be going out and doing uh, facilitating courses at other pools during that time too while we're closed. So we found a way to try to maximize some of those staff hours um, outside of this particular. I know it's not a great situation. It's, this is not taken lightly. Um, The decision to do this is not ideal, but we've weighed out the pros and cons. And the the only alternative really is to do uh, this process over a two year period during those shutdowns those existing september shutdowns which would they're normal so people are are, our users are used to it so that is an option it just pushes out the construction of that new hot tub for two years and um other people want to use it the comments that the front receptionist staff getting hourly daily uh is when is this happening why isn't it not happening when can i when is it Comments in the co-op parking lot. Um, you know.
0: <laughs> so yeah, I, I did yeah. suggest to some that maybe Fairview would be an option with their indoor pool, but apparently they have quite restricted uh, hours. And by the way, their hot tub apparently is out of commission too. So <laughs> they apparently have some staffing issues, probably as well. They, they are so short-staffed
2: and. It's Fairview. a
0: conundrum. Yep. conundrum. Yep. So thank we you for that.
2: that, and I'm yep. sure there will still be more pick or more. Uh, questions absolutely and we will provide once we have a contractor secured um, I, I'll respond to all the the uh, I've received a couple of emails and it was off last week yeah so I'll respond to those in uh, tonight and tomorrow um, and provide this verbal explanation in writing to those uh, inquiries um, but we will also provide another update as we have a contractor once we have a contractor secured and have a little bit more detail from that contractor of What potentially this process of construction timeline looks like so we are trying our best to so move this along thank you for that the underlying question was also
0: well one of the questions was well why are you doing it at all why aren't you just waiting for a new pool and carry on with that idea
2: yeah and and a new pool so that council is aware and members of the public that may be listening to the iCloud SoundCloud meeting after Um, Looking at some comparisons, uh, Lacklabish put in a new pool, a pool recently, a standalone structure not attached to a multiplex, and it was approximately $27 million. So I would suggest to Council that your return on investment for 800, or sorry, taking up the Ken Horland, let's say 760000 your or 50000 your your return on investment is substantive and it's much more efficient way to go to replace your infrastructure that you're currently looking at, and look at full replacement once we have a proper life cycle assessment on what that longer term um, time frame is. And it's further, it's not the next five years. It's it's not that quick of a turnaround. But I hesitate to give you a long term number until we have that assessment done by a structural engineer, which is in the operating budget for 2023 to have a plan uh, it, Reviewed and brought to council at that time. Thank you.
0: There's many, many baby steps in this whole thing, I yeah. guess. Um, councilors, do you have any further questions on community services uh, projects that are listed there, or something you say is missing from that list? Please add, <laughs> Councilor Wojcik.
4: Uh, Thank you, Madam Mayor. Uh, Tanya do we have uh, predictions on what the attendance and what the usage of the pool is going to be over the next couple of years, or?
2: So, we've averaged uh, about 60,000 visits a year, not users, visits, so individual people and they're not every time that they come to the facility. Um, We've held steady on those numbers outside of the COVID years, taking those out. Our numbers for public and family swim have dropped since the hot tub and the slide are not available. Um, Our lessons are chock full, courses are full. But those drop in pro those um, uh, general admissions are lower because of, and it, we attribute it directly to the less amenities available to everyone, regardless of age.
4: the hot tubs—the whole reason I quit going.
2: Well, uh, I have to say it's not as attractive <laughs> now it comes out when <laughs> <But> you're shivering.
9: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The okay, any steam works, <laughs> yes, the, the
0: steam room works. Yes, the steam room is well occupied <laughs> and <laughs> usable. Uh, any further questions, counselors, on this?
3: Okay, um, onwards we go, I guess. Thank you, Madam Mayor. Uh, so, the following slide, uh, just because there weren't many of the projects here, I have both the uh, utility projects under so the water, wastewater uh, section, and the town hall administration projects. So on this we've got the station number seven, um, of which uh, we're looking at a significant uh, spend budgeted for next year, $1.35 million, um, with the bulk of that coming from the reserves. For the town hall administration projects, um, we have an accessibility project, uh, renovations of the town hall's main entrance, Meet accessibility standards, Um, and a a line item for uh, 2023 capital for IT. Um, So, with the, I I believe the the, the intention of that is updating some of the uh, sound equipment (laughs) for this room. So, um, that's that sort of thing. (laughs) Um, any, Any questions? So, list station number seven,
0: contributions from reserves. So, the reserve we're talking about is the water utility, um, uh, I don't know, I'm gonna call it reserve that was uh, instituted last year with the change in utility rate. Is it all from there or is there some other money's coming in
5: besides the grants? We'll, uh, that would be the intent madam mayor is uh, to start uh the monies that we're starting to put aside off of the, the water and wastewater rates that are going into that capital reserve would be used for this. so would we have like it
0: says a million point zero six does that mean uh at the start of this project there's a million point zero six sitting there to be used on the project or is it a million point zero six uh, partly sitting there and partly current so years.
5: As of today, and I would have to refer to uh, Director Mugford on this on how much has been transferred from the utility rate back into the uh, capital reserve, but it's probably in the order of 400000 as we stand today, and then over the course of the next year. And this will be something that we'll talk about as we go into the discussions around the water, wastewater rates for next year going forward, but that uh, capital contribution going forward will probably be between one and two million dollars and but that I'll have to have a discussion with you on where you want the rate to, to fall on. So there isn't
0: one point zero six is not sitting there just awaiting not not
5: as it is today, but yeah. by, by the end of twenty twenty three, it, it should, should be there, which okay. should follow along with the, the capital spend yeah. for that project.
0: Good, okay, thank you. Um, the uh, town hall main entrance—that is the only thing that we would uh, be able to do with the one hundred fifty eight estimated thousand. Eh? Costs a lot of money to kind of change older buildings. Um, any further questions on other water utility, wastewater utility, I guess, and um, town hall projects?
8: Yes. Jim, why would why would uh, the lift station be rated as high instead of medium? Because we've never had a lift station there before, have we? That is correct. But that
5: was the overall design plan for instituting lift station four and sizing lift station four for what it is. Was that was it in place uh, we had to have lift station number seven to be able to uh, because we couldn't uh, run the gravity main deep enough uh between where lift station seven is being planned and where i showed you where the shaftsbury tra- trail project went through so trying to get from there to the, the ski chalet you can't get the like it was the depth that we we're getting was just absurd that we'd never be able to service and maintain that transmission name going through that, that collection name. So what we have to do is put a bus station there in order to get the level back up. So that way, the, the sanitary transmissions being that we are now having from uh, going from there to the ski shelly will actually work. So, you know, that, that was one project. And uh, so we could defer that one a year, but the, the The thing with that is we would probably lose the remaining grant
8: funding available uh, for that project under the SCF Okay, so that's part of why it's high is because of the grant funding. It's not so much because of necessity. I understand what you're saying about why we need it. But was lift station 4 not of equivalent size of what was there before?
5: No, lift station 4 is sized uh, for just taking all the loads on Lower West piece and that was always the design intent of the project, and then uh, they were, uh, the original intent was to redesigning the
8: century line to come over yeah. off of the highway yeah. and in front of the ski chalet. Yeah, I remember you explaining that to us. Yeah. But, so number four was downsized from what was their original That's ski floor. But on that one, I've got it uh,
5: currently accommodating the flows on there. Uh, but we're pushing that one hard right now, or, and it's not the normal operation for that so okay. okay thank you. Uh, any
8: other questions? Okay, thank you, Mr. Matford.
5: And here
0: we
3: go again. Okay, so that that concludes the uh, departmental listing of the projects. Um, <clears throat> next slide here, I've got uh, just a summary of all of our capital spend. Um, by funding source and by department. Um, so again, the bottom line here, grand total capital expenditure planned, $7.4 million. Um, so that number is is largely in line with what the uh, town has been spending in capital for the past three years. Um, so that just to conclusion of the capital presentation, um, the Current proposed budget, um, it would put a significant amount of pressure on the town's reserve level, um, and would require additional tax revenue. Um, So there may be reductions that are required. Um, Administration, and we've we've talked about this listing a lot. We've already trimmed back from from where we started, um, and we we do have you know if, if push comes to shove, there's items that we can drop off this list. There's items that we can defer. There's some things where. You know, if you defer it a year, it's just kicking the can. It's just deferring having to address this issue. Um, I would caution against that. Uh, I think that um, just defer- deferring the tough choices is not uh, <laughs> it's not, it's not a solution. Um, it's not a sustainable one, at least. Um, we do want to hear from council if there's additional items that that you'd like to be considered before. Um, Again, we, we tried to limit our listing and our, our requests to things that are priorities that mitigate the risk that the town is is facing a potential liability of, of, of not uh, not expending those funds. Um, the other thing I'll emphasize is the budget that we put forth. Uh, we think is achievable if if the funds are available. We think we can do the work. Um, there's sometimes that budgets get proposed and it's pie in the sky. Uh, we think that this it is actually it is actually doable so long as we've got the support from council and the funds. Uh, that concludes my, my presentation. Any questions? Uh, Counselor Scammerberg?
6: So when you say additional tax revenue, do you mean
7: above what we were at for this budget year or do you mean like when we are kind of knocking around some numbers like, oh, maybe we're looking at 6% or something like that? It's going to actually be more than that, like what, what so um,
3: this comes back to Councillor Carr's comment about until you see the o and budget, you see where we're currently at, um, you won't really know how, how, how many things to remove, <laughs> put it that way. Um, I don't want to, until we confirm up that, that figure a little bit more, uh, I, don't, I don't want to get into kind of where we'd be at, um, but just I want Council to understand that, um, especially if we're, if we're spending money on things where it's purely coming out of reserves. That means it's, it's effectively a tax increase, whether it's now or whether it's, you know in, in the past, the practice recently has been financing things through debt. Um, that's expensive now. It's expensive now, and, and that's putting a cost on, on future taxpayers. So.
0: Is there um, uh, debt, some of it, wasn't some of it being paid off 2023? Nope, not really.
3: I don't have the specifics. Yeah. Um, within the town's Financial Statements, there's a detail of uh, yeah. the next five years of, cap, of principal repayments. I can tell you offhand, um, the 2023 budget, um, from the operating perspective, we have $1.8 million of ca- uh, debt repayment budgeted and about 700000 of interest on long-term debt. Um, so again, in a world where you pay off all your debt, all of that would be going straight into your reserves, assuming everything else is is equal. Um, uh, I guess the opposite,
0: well not the opposite, but aside to that is um, people that are paying that interest and that debt at the time are also users of the whatever it is too. Because the present users pay for the whole uh, they they pay the whole bill for everything. Then future users are using it without paying anything too. Like a little bit, depends on your philosophy. I guess. Um, anyways, uh, thank you very much for the presentation. But councilors, final chance on this tonight. Okay. So and the, one of the purposes of really nailing this down within the next month, basically is so that uh, if any tenders and stuff need to go
7: out, that they can really be out the door early in the new year too, right? Yes? One question I have based on that is that the, for example, the pool, uh, the hot tub replacement and the um, slide replacement tenders are out right now? Or going to go out? Or waiting for Mm -hmm. us to say, the trigger or they're done
2: no just the hot tub demolition uh, is tender is out right now okay
7: just not the replacement just the demolition that's correct so okay that okay that answers my question and a little later on in this process i understand we'll be looking
0: at the um, sort of the ongoing uh, three-year operating and five-year capital just we'll get that information as well. So another year would be added on to the end of them. And adjustments at the present, too.
3: Yeah, um, the plan going forward, again, uh, Sierra Miller presented our revised yeah. budget schedule. Uh, we're gonna be bringing forward our o um, to get interim approval, which we finalized in the new year. And uh, yeah, we'll be bringing back a five-year capital as well.
0: Well, thank you very much, Mr. Mofford first go around at this I realize it's a uh, you're an accountant you like those numbers sort of thing but still it's a it's a lot of uh, finding out uh, reasons for this or that as part of that uh, whole uh, process so thank you very much.
7: Thank you. Actually I'd like to say I think this was really one of the nicest I've seen um, math not being the strong so there's a lot of cases this was quite clear uh, how to put it it's just really clear and really easy to understand and also easy to go back and take a look at so i thank you very much for the work you guys put in on this thank you okay uh
0: our next item is i believe mr McQuig, um with the uh, neighborhood uh, infrastructure renewal program for 2022 and its uh, report See you.
1: Thank you. If you would mind, could we, would you call for a motion to accept the budget a draft for information, please? Sure.
0: Okay. Um, specifically, would someone care to put forth a motion, Deputy Mayor, or pardon me, um, I'm still getting the right and the left That of the order here. Um, would, uh, Mr. Scandalhorn is putting forth a motion to accept the twenty. 22- 2023 capital budget proposal for information. Yes. Is that good enough? Okay, all those in favor of that motion? Opposed? It is carried. Thank you again. Uh, Mr.
5: it's the floor is yours. Thank you, Madam Mayor. Just a, a quick briefing for council tonight, just to give you a snapshot of where we ended up for neighborhood renewal 2022. Uh, now that that uh, project is substantially complete and I'm glad to say that uh, We've got all our pavement finished in there just in the nick of time uh, so all that work is done we're still kind of analyzing some concrete work uh, that was completed towards the end of the project and just doing some evaluations on that aside from that the only thing that really is remaining uh, for that project is uh, a little bit of finished landscaping uh, being the tree planting which we'll t- take care of next spring Uh, and then uh, any remedial work that has to take place at that point and also the uh, the street lighting uh, which we're currently working with ATCO on and they were just uh, behind on getting their davits in Uh, so those ones there uh, we still may uh, have a chance to get those davits in in January we're just in discussions with ATCO on that one. What are Uh, the davits? The the davits are the actual uh, kind of type thing. structure that, okay. and then you have the fixture on top of that. Uh, so financially, basically uh, <coughs> here you can see uh, the revenue sources that went to pay for this year's uh, neighborhood renewal, and we had budgeted three point three six five million five hundred for that, and uh, expense to date is two point five million. So the remaining budget uh, is 835000 So out of that money, uh, we still have a whole back amount uh, that we still have to pay out, and then the final invoicing for that. But uh, for what we know right now, we're, st- uh, we're within our allocated budget and uh, essentially on time. That's very nice.
0: The street looks, I think it looks great. So where will the trees go? Are they going on both sides of the street or mostly the house side? I think
5: side? most of them are on the south side of the street is where most of them were taking out. Okay. Good. Uh,
0: any comments, questions on the report? Well, thank you, Mr. Quake. It's nice to see uh, a project finished and uh, the finances are looking good and we just hope the final bits of it uh, carry through on that. Okay, so the next item, we have um, uh, item new business, item three, Deputy Mayor Fords, November 14th, notice of motion one and then two. And uh, Mrs.
1: Miller, are you speaking to them? Thank you, Your Worship. If you wouldn't mind, before I begin, could you call for a motion, please, to accept that um, report for information that we just heard? Okay, so you would like
0: um, motions after each one of them? Is that the way you prefer kind of things? It's fine. It's fine. It's sometimes I forget. So, anyways, okay, let's have a motion to accept um, the neighborhood information infrastructure renewal program 22 program update. And uh, who would make that motion? I guess if Mr. Carr makes the motion. Um,
1: all those in favor. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry, I, some things I do like specific motions, especially when we're talking about budget and things and others. I'm all good in one. Sorry for the confusion. Okay, so um, thank you. This uh, request for decision, as you mentioned, is in response to one of the notices of motion that were brought forward during the November 14th meeting. Um, I was excited actually to see this. This is a uh, good news motion and you know, it's looking with a lens of transparency. So it was well received by administration. And um, considering the request, of, we feel it's an easy thing for us to accommodate. We just would like a little bit of time. We like a little bit of time to get our website set up and ready, we like to start at January one. So it's a full fiscal year. So people aren't looking back if we start this month going back and also we would like to bring forward um, this for discussion at the gmp meeting because along with the second notice of motion um, we had already administration had already identified some potential changes and best practice recommendations that we were working on to bring towards or forward for council for consideration and this would kind of form part of that such as, you know, what exactly would you like to see? Did you want to see all of the expenses, some of the expenses, you know, the honorarium difference? So we'd like to have some discussion around that and bring forward some examples of what other municipalities are doing. So that's our recommendation for this one is just to have us move forward to the GMP meeting um, and then we can carry on. But we are excited to implement this, this is good news. Okay, thank you. Uh, Any comments, first of all?
2: Is that at the time where we'll be discussing um, what actually gets posted, and if we want to uh, start January first, or if we want to have it retroactive to the beginning of our um, our term here, beginning in uh, October twenty twenty one? That would be the time to discuss that. Correct. Okay, yes. Okay. Thank you.
7: Um,
0: okay. So, admin is recommending that um, the the topic be. Um, well discussed at the Governments and Priorities Committee meeting uh, on December 5th which is next week I guess. <coughs> so we would need a motion to that effect or something
4: else. Uh, yeah.
6: Thank you Your Worship. I put a motion on the Board of Direct Administration to bring a report to the December 5th 2022 Governments and Priorities Committee meeting regarding the publication of Council's honorarium and expense claims on the town of Peace River website. Okay. All, or any for the discussion? All those in favor of the motion?
0: Okay, it is carried. Then we have uh, um, Mrs. Miller and um, the second
1: motion. I think. Yes. So similarly, thank you. This is in response to the second notice of motion. So as mentioned, administration had already, uh, we're already in the process of preparing some information, um, You know, reviewing our agendas and all the enabling motions and whatnot are, are cumbersome. And we would like to bring forward some other, uh, again, best practices. And so we're looking at other policies, uh, remuneration policies of like municipalities. And um, we'd like to bring that forward for presentation and future discussion. And direction
7: at the next GMP as well. Okay, thank you. Um, any further comments, uh, Councilor Good? So, at uh, President, would you like? <coughs> excuse me. I don't see a recommendation. So, just a motion to accept this information,
1: and you'll be bringing that forward. Yeah, that would be great. Actually, I just think I'm setting myself up for failure. Bring, failure, bringing everything next week. So, yes, and then you know this will be part of next week's okay, discussion. At this point, bring it forth when
0: you bring it forth. So you made a mo you have a motion? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so we've got a motion
6: on the floor. Uh, Deputy Mayor. Yeah, I was just uh, reading in the report here. Um, it does it's not under recommendation, but it does say administration is hopeful to present council with a revised remuneration policy early in the new year for consideration.
7: Okay. So, I'd like to you know I have no problem adding that into the motion to accept information and bring it back at new policy early in the new year thank
0: you
7: okay Ms. Parsons do you have that motion kind of clumsy is that a clumsy motion okay how about we uh, we uh, make a motion that we that administration bring back a revised remuneration policy early in the new year for consideration. That puts it off and gives you Thank you. That's clear. Yeah.
0: So Ms. Parsons, you've got the motion. Wanna read it back to us?
9: Move the council direct administration to bring back a revised remuneration policy early in the new year for council's review and consideration? Okay, thank
0: you. Any further discussion?
4: Councilor Boychev. Would it be possible to see uh, what we'd be saving by going to this? Oh that's part of absolute Okay, perfect.
0: I don't think we should necessarily think we're saving be saving. Depending on how the discussion Let the costs are? Yes, you'll see the costs. The uh, further discussion? Okay. Are we ready to vote on that motion? I don't think we did that. No, we didn't. didn't
6: no, we, we didn't no. vote. We voted on the first one. Okay,
0: we're voting on the second motion. <laughs> All those in favor? Thank you. Thank you, <laughs> Thank you guys. Okay. Um, it is carried. And I'm just going to look at that. And I, what time is it? quarter after six. We're still okay to carry on, or does anybody need a break? Uh, we've got Miss Bell ready
2: to go. Maybe we'll do her part the first, anyhow. Then we can decide. Okay. How's that? Okay, Miss Bell. Yeah. Community Services Board. Thank you, Your Worship. We have an application for a new mem- board member for the Community Services Board. Uh, there are two vacancies on the board. One is for a member of an Indigenous heritage. But Ms. Uh, Tiana Rebalkin has submitted an application for the general public member at large. The Community Services Board did review her application and has made a motion of recommendation to council for her appointment as a member at large for a three year term. Thank you.
0: Um, Any further discussion on that? Just a comment. Yes.
6: I actually know uh, Tiana quite well myself, and she would be a perfect fit for this board. Hi. I second that. Okay.
8: How many people? I, how many people actually sit on that board? I was surprised. I've been to two meetings, and there's been quite a changeover. There, basis.
2: I believe you're catching my memory. Eleven. Wow. I, I think eleven in total. Yeah. So it makes for interesting meetings, and yes, some changes at each meeting if certain members aren't able to attend, <coughs> but we're still able to proceed with a membership of six, which usually has been about the average
8: seven, eight. I was just, I was yeah. just curious. I was surprised how many yeah. pieces faces. Mm-hmm. Which is good. Turn over and yeah. you spread the
0: knowledge through the community that much more. Plus the museum part is now yeah. Yeah. an element of that point. Good okay. Um, I think <clears throat> we had a motion on the floor.
6: Not
0: officially, not officially yet. Yes, okay, so, so, um, who would like to make that motion? <clears throat> okay, Councillor Ford, your motion
6: um, for a motion on the floor that council appoint Tiana Rebalkin to the Community Services Board for a three year term as a public member at large. All those in
2: favor, thank you.
6: Um,
0: made a different decision. Uh, Ms. Modi. you're up next and then we'll have
10: um, the next item and we'll see. Thank you very much. So I'm here to present uh, appointments or request appointments for the Peace Regional Subdivision and Development Appeal Board. The town is a part of a regional uh, subdivision and development appeal board, and every year we receive uh, requests from the Mackenzie Municipal Services Agency to appoint annually uh, members to that board. So we've received um, the membership for this year. They are asking us to appoint five different members uh, from various municipalities who are party to that board for a three-year term from November 30th, 2022 to November 30th, 2025. Uh, we also have two clerks who would be appointed to the board, our own Ms. Parsons, who replaces Greg Town as our previous clerk to the board, and Christy Rees, who, who is a member of the MMSA staff and can act as the clerk to the board uh, if needed, if none of the municipalities clerks are available. Uh, there are also two proposed amendments to the... Um, to the agreement that we have all signed, um, dealing with how and how municipalities uh, reappoint when there's a vacancy on the board and another one that enables the board to hear um, hearings through electronic means. So that's tying into changes to the Municipal Government Act that have come forward over the last few years coming out of COVID and making sure that the board has that ability when it makes sense. Uh, And then, sorry, I kind of skipped over it, there is an appointment of um, a member from the village of Nampa to replace an existing uh, member who has stepped away from council and is therefore no longer their rep on the board. So, MMSA has provided four motions that would appoint the members, uh, appoint the clerks, and make those changes to the agreement. All the member municipalities are being asked to make the same motions and that way we'll all be in lockstep together to continue on this uh inter-municipal board so if you have any questions i can answer those if not it would be our request and recommendation that council proceeds with all four motions anybody have any questions on this so this is the
6: board that people need training to become part that's of what i was just going to ask this is the same board that i'm on
10: yes that's correct uh council ford is one of our two reps on, and it's a prs As she indicated, it's a regional board, so that's why we have different counties and so on have
0: reps. Okay, any questions on it? Okay, here's the proposed first motion. Um, Council move that council approve the appointment of the following individuals as members of the Peace Regional Subdivision and Development Appeal Board for a three-year term, effective November 30th, 2022 to November 30th, 2023. 5. Um, they are Gary Noel from the Village of Napa, Denny Beaubert Village of Drewville, George Leger, MD of Peace, John Chubilsky, MD of Peace, and Amber Bean, Clear Hills County. Who would move that? Uh, uh, Councilor Scammerhorn has moved that. All those in favor? That from Dublin.
5: Yeah, he's from the one. On Just one minor edit there. That Ger- it. Which Gary's
2: from where? Jerry. Was that now? I was saying Jerry probably from Dockland. Jerry. to Johnlin? Okay, well, I guess I'm reading here. It says Jerry. fair enough. Mine says, okay. Yeah, is it Jerry or Gary? It says Jerry on one document, oh. Gary on the other. So
0: we'll go with Jerry since it's in the, the notes. Monsieur Noel. Yeah. Okay, all those in favor of that, or did we vote? All those in favor? Okay, it's Gary. Second motion. Council move to approve the appointment of Perry Skirlich as a member of the Peace Regional Subdivision Development Appeal Board effective November 30th, 2022 to serve the remainder of the term of office for Quinton <coughs> Bulford, who has ceased to be a representative of the village of Napa. Who would move that? Uh, Councilor Carr, those in favor? Great. Another one. Council move that council approve the appointment of, is this the same old- Okay, so I it, About that one. Okay, here we go. Council approved the appointment of the following individuals effective November 30th, 2022, t- as clerks of the Peace Regional Subdivision Development Appeal Board. Kayla Parsons from the town of Peace River, Christy Reese from all news calories. All in favor. Oh, who's in favor? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Councilor Shannon, who is it? This is kind of mind boggling, all these things. Okay, next one. Here's a good one. Council approved the following amendments to the Peace Regional Subdivision Development Appeal Board Agreement that Section 6A is amended as follows. 7. Vacancies. When a member's term ceases prior to its expiry, the municipality that member represent to, represents shall put forward another person for appointments as a member for the balance of the term as soon as reasonably possible. That Section 7, under hearings under Schedule A policies and procedures, is amended as follows. Uh, G.1 the board may conduct hearings through electronic means as set out in section 199 of the Municipal Government Act RSA 2000 as amended or replaced Who moves that? Sure. Okay, Deputy Mayor moves that. All those in favor? I hope we got all five of them.
9: There were, there were four. That's a typo
0: on my Oh, that's a typo. Okay, great. Okay, next one we have uh, on our agenda and thank you Ms. Modi Keeping us up to date on that one. Um we have information about the Christmas Open House and this is from Mrs. Miller, I believe.
1: Hi, I got all the great news today. Um, <laughs> so this briefing memo is just a reminder to council and to the members of public that um it's an opportunity December first, Thursday from four thirty to six thirty to attend council's Christmas open house so um hopefully all council will be in attendance directors will be in attendance to help support council with any information um specifically we're going to be demonstrating or displaying um, the capital budget uh, proposed the draft budget proposed today for some discussion um, and council's newly adopted strategic plan and um, we will also have some of last year's capital and just kind of some pictures of success that were completed this year so hopefully it'll be a great turnout there will be snacks and some coffee and hopefully there'll be some great conversation great and i see it's well advertised according to the list that's
0: on here so that's great as well um okay so maybe someone would move to accept um that uh, briefing note for information. Councillor Shannon, thank you. All those in favor? It is carried. Thank you. Um, Now we're at reports and the first one is municipal planning meeting of August 23rd. You can see who's on it. This was the one where the brewery and tap room was uh, On the agenda and approved to its new location with a few caveats about it. Then we had the November 1st um, MPC meeting, and someone that went to that, what was the topic? The variance on a second single detached dwelling. My reading. Okay, then onwards we go to the Peace River Aboriginal Interagency Committee meeting of October 18th. I attended this one, and um, basically the new thing with um, this one is that the powwow next year is going to be a traditional powwow versus a uh, competitive one, even though the traditional includes competitive ones, but basically everybody that dances will end up with a prize, is the traditional aspect of it. And again, it's in June, and we're probably up at the fairgrounds. Um, information in that report, if you'd like to read, on um, the November 1st being uh, Métis Proclamation Day and the uh, celebration of the National Aboriginal Veterans Day on November 8th. Okay, then we have the Mighty Peace Tourism General Board meeting, and I believe uh, Mrs. Bell went to that. Looks like they did a lot of business at the meeting. Yeah. Always productive and very informative. Okay. Um, any questions, questions on any of those reports
2: thus far? I'm not sure if all members of. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, if all members of council are on the email listing for the Mighty Peace Tourism, they send out their uh, memories in the Mighty Peace newsletter quarterly. And if you aren't receiving it, please let me know, and I'd love to add you if you'd like to get more emails. Um, because it is an excellent source of information. I'm going to have um, Megan, see her appearing behind the monitor, um, be pushing some of the information that are posted because there's some really great information within that those documents.
0: I don't know if I get it or not, but you could put me on the list. Okay.
7: Yeah. I don't think I do either.
0: Maybe put us all on the list, and we can excommunicate ourselves if we uh, yeah. don't want uh, don't want it. Thank you for that, Mrs. Bell. Um, I'll, let's have a motion to accept the reports for information, and they'll be listed. Who would do that, uh, Councillor uh, Scanhorn Will always appear. Just fine. No, 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 no <laughs> I can't do that at this meeting. No. <laughs> Okay, then um, information item, first item is Battle of the Badges Charitable Hockey um, Game Invitation. So they are having uh, a hockey, charitable hockey game between firefighters, uh, I don't know, RCMP, hopefully nobody gets injured this year, and money to go to Salvation Army Food Bank and Stars Air Ambulance. Held at the Baytex, uh, January twenty-first, eight p.m. We would like an RSVP for attendance. Um, Who would actually be able to go to that one? I think it's it's usually a Friday or Saturday night. Saturday Saturday. Saturday.
8: night. I'd like to, given that we're under the old regime still. Should we uh, do a motion? Sure. Why
0: not? Okay, if somebody wants to put forth a motion on that, then we, we can do so of some sort. I'll just have a question. About
6: what is the actual, uh, it says the uh, cost of your entry fee will be covered if you choose to, uh, to attend. What is that entry fee cost?
9: I believe it was about $10. dollars Oh, yeah,
6: yeah. That was it. Yeah, but, I mean, it's a donation. So sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what um, was yeah
9: or or yes or a food bank donation you're right yeah ten dollars or a food bank donation
0: great okay uh, do we have any motions with respect to this i'll move that council being able to attend okay all those in favor of that motion uh, is your hand up one two. okay all opposed two okay it is carried thank you next item is the christmas members' social from the Chamber of Commerce, and we see that happening December 15th um, at the Emerald Room. And do they put the date on this? 49. Oh, 49, right in front of me. Okay, any questions on that one? Okay. Um, Next one is the uh, information about from Alberta Health Services. Uh, telling us the usual information. Now it's 11 out of 31 beds. Before I thought it was 10 out of 30, but anyways, and um, staffing. Maybe. And close the bed at the same time. Maybe. The uh, staffing levels are um, given as the reason for this, unfortunately, and apparently the province is working on that. Our local RPAP committee is trying its best a few things as well. Okay, the next one, a uh, letter addressed to me on uh, um that, policing services uh, basically telling us we're getting this uh, policing grant per usual uh, we had to sign by november 15th um, it's really actually money from april 1st through march 31st so kind of a little behind the date but whatever um, next one is a message um, from alberta municipalities with respect to our issue with GST and the CRA. Alberta municipalities took this forward, Um, FCM was involved, RMA was involved. Um, We were successful, got our money back, but they're still kind of debating the nuances of the wording of these agreements so that we don't get into uh, difficulty again. Um, Another one is a copy from the Peroca Uh, Town Council with respect to ambulances and it details uh, a couple of sad situations in their community and hope for a resolution to the EMT ambulance situation. Uh, Another one is a request and a letter we signed. Um, This is from the North Peace Navigators who are applying to hold the 2024 Junior B Provincial Championship Tournament in town. And then we go to um, information on Chief Harris's um, Queen Elizabeth II Platinum Jubilee Medal, who, which he will be receiving on uh, December 3rd in Red Deer. And again, congratulations to Chief Harris. Um, yeah, it's in Red Deer. Yeah. So, I'm hoping Mr. Harris or Chief Harris and his guest will be able to actually attend it. Hopefully, the weather and the roads cooperating for him too. Because it's this Saturday, isn't it not? Okay, would someone care to move the acceptance of all of those uh, reports?
4: Can I ask a quick question first? Yes, indeed. This, the letter about the RCMP funding, they, they said they're not going to uh, increase it. Is that going to impact us then with their new rates that they got last year?
0: We have not yet heard about their um, retroactive pay, and um, it got a raise last year. But we're being told with this that it it stays as at the twenty twenty one twenty two level. I think. Is that your thoughts? Yes. Yeah. So you know, anytime we get to talk to anybody about that aspect of things, we should keep pushing because it's a whole chunk of our budget, no matter what we do. Any other questions, though? Okay, would someone put that motion forward? I don't think we did yet. I keep forgetting. Councilor Carr. Sure. Okay, motion to accept all the reports. All those in favor? It is carried. Okay. How about we have a little bit of a break? Or no? I should finish it off. Any notices of motion? Um, comments
9: from the public. Okay, communication items. We'll try to make this as brief as possible mm-hmm. before the break so uh your worship key communication items first of all would be the capital budget um focusing on the upcoming dates uh notifying the public again of the dates that are publicly available for them to attend i believe the next one is the next gmp meeting um following that would be the uh, completion of the neighborhood infrastructure renewal project We do have a web page that focuses on the project, so updating that and being able to let people know that that is uh, largely completed. And then moving on to the appointment of the community services member, Tiana Rebalkin. Appointment of Peace Regional Subdivision in Development Appeal Board member and the amendment to the agreement. Uh, The council open house, just continuing advertising on that, hoping for a good turnout. Um, adding the Battle of the Badges to our community calendar and continuing on with acknowledging Fire Chief Harris's uh, contributions to the community is um, highlighting his Queen Elizabeth uh, II platinum jubilee medal that he is going to receive.
0: Great. Um, I'd also like to uh, say thank you to staff who uh, I think organized our float and some of them ran behind trying to catch up to it and hand out candy as well. And I think uh, uh, counselor Scammerhorn, I saw him there with uh, his daughter, uh, got her handing out candy as well. Um, Deputy Ford was uh, doing the parade thing and directions, marshal. The marshaling is the correct term. <laughs> and uh, I know one of the firefighters, his daughter, was running along behind the Um, float as well also handing out candies and there seemed to be an excellent turnout I did not uh, was not in town for the light-up but I understand it went very well as well lots of positive comments so please thank your staff who uh, contributed to that cause again so thank you okay and how about we take a little 10 or no how many breaks Uh, eight minute break that brings us back on my computer at uh, 45 645 okay (laughs) 645 we're back here and then we'll go into closed session.